there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Steph Demetrius. I'm so excited that you are here to join me on a journey of getting curious about your intuition and to learn how to turn up the volume to the voice of your soul while grounding your spiritual experiences in this beautiful life. This podcast is about giving a voice to your soul so that you can uncover the parts of you that you may not understand yet, but you deeply desire to. I'll be right here on this journey with you as each episode I will bring lessons and practical supportive tools as I share my personal journey with you. Thank you for being here and I'm really excited to share this space with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 45 of the Ignite Your Intuition podcast series. So this episode today is Intuition on the Daily, number five, taking care of your mental health. And I really felt like this was a very important one to share at the moment, just with everything that is going on with the world, where, you know, we can kind of feel like we have had the rug pulled out from underneath us. We kind of feel like we've been a bit blindsided. Everything has changed on a whim and all of a sudden we are all spending all of this time at home. We might not be working anymore. We might have the kids at home full time. We might be spending lots of time with everyone and we might be by ourselves or whatever the situation is. Everything has changed for everyone. Well, a lot of things have changed for everyone at the moment. And I was just reflecting the other day. I'd just done some yoga and I was just sitting in this beautiful meditative space and I was just reflecting on what was happening for me 12 months ago. It just kind of dropped in to my mind. And for me, 12 months ago, um, I had a four-month-old baby. I was experiencing some postnatal depression. It was a very different situation to now in terms of I was spending almost all of my time at home, same as what I am now, 12 months ago. Um, You know, after having a baby, all the hormones are all over the place and... All the things are going on. I was trying to get used to three kids and, you know, waking up at nighttime, not having great sleeps, all that kind of thing. So there's a lot of things that are affecting your mental health or that can affect your mental health in that time. Even though I had so much support, um, for me, one of the things was a bit of a hormonal imbalance too that I wasn't really aware of at the time until I've done a lot of kind of research and reading and really understand that side of me a whole lot more now. So there were different things dictating how I felt this time last year. But I was kind of reflecting on the fact that I was spending pretty much all of my time at home and how by not leaving the house and by feeling kind of stuck that that was a part of my anxiety and a part of the depression that I was experiencing. So I really wanted to address that part of it. Um, I wanted to address when everything has changed for us and when we are feeling like We need to get out and about. We need to change our routine and we need to get back to, in inverted commas, our normal routine. How we can actually care for our mental health and how we can look after ourselves because mental health is so, so important. So what I wanted to share with you today in reflection of all of that is a few things that really worked for me last year that just helped bring me back to more of a positive state of mind It helped me feel better inside. It helped me feel good. It helped me feel more peace. It helped me 
through those dark times, it helped me lift out of the heaviness or work through the fog of the heaviness and come back to a space where I actually felt good and happy and more positive. So I just wanted to share a few of those practices with you that I used in the hope that this will be reaching anyone who needs to hear this. And I always trust in what comes up for me before I record these podcast episodes, because sometimes I'll have a few episodes planned weeks in advance. Others, I won't have anything like this one. I didn't have anything until a couple of days ago and I was just like, yep, this is this is what it needs to be right now. So I'm just trusting that that came through me and that came to me and dropped in at that time because someone who you know is going to listen to this will need to hear something that I have to say today. So there were a couple of lessons that I also learned too um, with that that depression period that I went through last year. And having reflected on that being 12 months ago now, I was kind of looking back going, oh my gosh, that feels like so, such a long time ago. I almost don't, I actually don't, and I almost don't, I actually don't recognize the person who I was back then, that person who was really struggling mentally, who was struggling emotionally, who was struggling with life in general because of what was going on for me mentally and hormonally. And that kind of just made me look back and go, wow, everything passes. Everything in life is a phase. Nothing really stays the same for too long. And looking back 12 months ago, it feels like so, so much longer. It feels like a couple of years ago, if I'm to be honest. It really does feel like a long time ago when I was in that space. And I remember at the time feeling like it was going on forever, feeling like I don't, if this is going to be me for the rest of my life, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. Like, how am I going to cope day to day? It was a very, very low point for me. And I was lucky to have a lot of support around me. I saw a psychologist. I was seeing my GP. I was seeing my, um, my chiropractor, my acupuncturist. I've got family and friends around me who I could always talk to, which was amazing. So I had all the support there, but still inside there were times when I just felt like it was never going to end. I felt like it was going to go on forever. And now 12 months down the track, I can look back and it just feels like a different chapter in my life. It feels like a different time. It feels like a lot longer than 12 months ago. So I love that, that phrase, these two shall pass. So I really wanted to share that today as well, because sometimes when we are in the middle and in the thickness of all that is going on, of all the changes of maybe we're feeling low, maybe we're feeling depressed or anxious, maybe we're feeling, you know, in this space that doesn't feel so good. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be here forever. And if you can ever look back on a period in your life where you've experienced something that didn't feel great at the time, and you can look back now and just have that reflection of this too shall pass and that time passed and it's no longer. So that gives me a lot of peace whenever I feel like I'm having moments where I'm feeling stuck in it or I'm feeling like, how long is this going to last for? This too shall pass. Just saying that and even putting my hand on my heart, I'm actually doing that now, hand on my heart, this too shall pass and really closing my eyes and feeling into those words and what that means for me. And if we can attach those words to an experience that we've had, where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, we can see that we will get through this. It gives us such a more powerful release. So if you can anchor those words, this too shall pass into an experience of your own that illustrates those words, it's such a super powerful practice that you can whip out anytime you're not feeling so great, this too shall pass. 
So I wanted to share with you four things that really supported me last year when I was going through a really tough time. And the first one is exercise and movement. And it was a really interesting time for me last year. Having had baby number three, my recovery from giving birth was a lot longer, a lot slower. I felt tired all the time because of what I was going through and experiencing. And I just felt like I felt so weak in my body. I just, I'm not used to feeling like that. I used to be a personal trainer. I've always played a lot of sport, been very active my whole life. And being in a space where I couldn't, felt like I couldn't trust my body. I, I just felt like, you know, I'd go to the park with the kids and I'd walk on something and I'd have this fear that I was going to fall off and hurt myself. And, you know, everything for me felt so weak and so unstable um, for such a long time that I really didn't trust in my body. And it just took me going, you know what, I'm just going to walk around the block. I'm just going to start super easy, do a few laps around the block and then just build it up from there. Do my pelvic floor exercises, do my core exercises, do some gentle weights, you know, just start nice and slow. So if you haven't exercised for a while, start super simple. It doesn't have to be anything too high intense or too extreme. Just start moving your body, even putting a song on and dancing in the lounge room or, you know, getting out and walking some laps around, obviously at the moment, um, physically distancing at a safe distance. But yeah, just moving your body and the movement of our body is good for so many reasons. We release these incredible hormones, these happy hormones that can instantly start to shift our low mood. They can instantly start to help us feel better. We're also taking more air into our lungs and expanding that heart space area. And energetically, what we're doing as we breathe and as we move our body, we're shifting stagnant energy. So if you're feeling stuck, anxious, depressed, tired, flat, negative, anything along those kind of lines, getting up and moving your body will help you to shift that energy and will help you to start to create some space to reframe things and to see things differently. Even if a particular situation hasn't changed externally, if you are doing the internal work and one of the things can be moving your body, you're shifting energy and you're creating some space to yeah, allow yourself to see things differently, to allow yourself to reframe things, to allow yourself to choose different activities, to allow yourself to choose a different routine or a different way that you look after yourself and a different way that you self-care. So exercise for me at the moment and my whole family is something we are committing to do every single day, all sorts of different exercises. So I get up and create a schedule with my kids in the morning. I have three kids, one, four and six. And we get up and we create a schedule after breakfast. I get up at 6 a.m. and I do exercise first thing in the morning. So I do a combination of some mornings I'll do bike and weights and more strength training. Other mornings I'll do bike and yoga. Some mornings I'll do a combo of all three, but I'm doing something, some sort of cardio strength and stretching through the day. If I don't do yoga first thing in the morning, I will do it some other time in the day. Um, and with my kids too, we're doing some online kids um, classes. So they are doing yoga and they're doing exercise classes as well. And then when it's not raining, we get out in the backyard and we'll be making some obstacle courses or jumping on the trampoline or walking around to a big grass area near some ovals and just taking some soccer balls and some frisbees and just running around and just playing in the park and just getting ourselves moving or going for a nice big long walk. So they're the things that we've been doing. Um, I've also, my husband and I have also occasionally been taking turns to go for a nice big bike ride in a local nature reserve too, which has been really beautiful. So getting in whatever we can um, 
and making it a priority too that exercise for us is a priority and i know personally from having last year got back into exercise how much instantly that started to shift my mental space and gave me so much relief from the heaviness that i was experiencing and i'd actually i got to this space where i forgot how good exercise was which now when i think about it like that sounds crazy to me because it's so obvious to me because i've it's been such a big part of my whole life but Sometimes it's in the absence of something, be it a practice or whatever it is, it's in the absence of it sometimes that we actually see how powerful it is. So for me last year, it was having the absence of exercise and my third pregnancy, I struggled a lot physically. um, So I didn't do a lot of exercise during my pregnancy. And then for months afterwards, I didn't do a lot either. So it was over a year of not doing much exercise at all, which just, I struggle with that in itself anyway. But having that time off and just, you know, everything else um, accumulating to, to bring me into that space of that postnatal depression, the hormones and lack of sleep and all that kind of stuff. And when I started exercising, I said to my husband after the first session, I was like, I can't believe I've forgotten how powerful exercise is and how good I can feel after just one session. And it just became this slow, gradual increase. And I was dying to go for a run. I was dying to do a big bike ride and really sweat it out and really feel my body working hard and feel some soreness afterwards and, you know, have that as a combination with some yoga. I love the two sort of um, working with each other. And yeah, it just became this, you know, this daily and weekly practice of slowly increasing my strength. And now I'm doing so so many things that I could not have done 12 months ago, even things now that I couldn't have done three or four months ago because I've still been slowly progressing my exercises over time. So just taking it easy, listening to your body, finding something that you enjoy. Exercise needs to be something that just makes you feel good, whether it's dancing, yoga, running around the backyard or whatever, whatever it is, just finding something that works for you. I always have some music on too, some really feel good tunes. Um, So another one of the practices for me was, and still is, is sharing my thoughts. I can be someone who can really pull things to pieces in my mind and can overanalyze things and can really sit with things and kind of go over and over and over them and try to figure them out. And sometimes that's great, but other times it's not great. It's not great when it becomes too much and it's making me feel bad. So I know now that when I'm starting to think about something too much, I need to talk about it. So I will either write it in my journal, I'll either talk to my husband about it, or I will call a friend and just say, hey, I'm just struggling with this at the moment and I'll just talk about it. And these two for me kind of come together. It's, it's kind of connection and also sharing my thoughts. So connecting with my inner world and understanding when the thinking about it or the going over it is just too much. And then you know, purging it and releasing it and sharing it. And there's also that human connection as well and talking to someone else. And I I did spend, you know, I spent quite a bit of time at the start of last year just shutting myself in my house and feeling like I didn't want to be a burden to anyone. Like I didn't want to, I just felt like I was such in a low space. I kind of, often I felt too tired to do lots of connecting and talking to people. So I just kind of hid away from that and I hid away from it to my own detriment way too much. So now I am well aware of when I start to do that. And there are definitely times when I need to go, and we all need to, sort of go inner. We need to go internally. We need to go inward and just sit and feel and process and allow things to pass through us and allow ourselves to, 
you know, just to sit with, with different situations or different experiences and let them kind of marinate or unfold and unravel so that we can understand what's behind them, what the lesson is that we're meant to be learning. And then there are times when we need to go, all right, I've done that for long enough. I really need to get out and socialize or, you know, being an introvert myself and being someone who I love lots of quiet time. I love my own space. I love my own time. Um, I don't like lots of big groups and lots of people and too many catch-ups in a week. So it's just finding that balance. And yeah, that connection was so powerful. And once again, last year, that was enormous for me connecting with a friend. And I just want, you know, once again, started off small. I felt it really tiring and overwhelming to start with if I caught up or talked to someone for too long. So I would set boundaries around that. I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to call this friend for like 15 minutes. I'm going to chat for no longer than half an hour. Or I would catch up with someone, you know, somewhere out and I would just be like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm back in time for my baby's nap. So that means I've got X amount of time to catch up with them. That feels good to me. I'll do that. And then I just started to kind of introduce more of that back into my world again. And that just changed everything. I would just come home so lit up or put down the phone so lit up and energized inside from the conversations and the connection with my beautiful friends and family. So please don't underestimate a phone call in this time if you are feeling any of those feelings. You know, allow yourself to be held by someone else, allow yourself to be heard by someone else. And um, yeah, connecting. It's so, it's infinitely powerful, infinitely powerful. There's two other things I wanted to share with you. Another one is a routine or a schedule. And for me, again, this was a massive one because 12 months ago, I was having times when I was like, I was struggling to get out of bed. I had a few mornings where I actually had to get my husband to bring my baby to me because I was just like, I just can't get out of bed this morning. And even now when I say that, I really can't connect with that person because I that, that person who was me 12 months ago because I'm so far from that now. But I do remember what that felt like. And I do remember a few of those mornings. But again, it feels just like so long ago, which again is just a testament to that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. But for me, having a routine became absolutely paramount. So my routine, you know, was things like getting out of bed at a certain time. My alarm would go off. I would feed my baby. I would go and have a shower. I would go and have breakfast. I would, you know, put some clothes on for the day. Even if I wasn't going to be leaving the house that day, I would make sure I got out of my PJs. And just to shift myself into, you know, a different mode, a different way of thinking, it just shifts the energy of everything when you kind of have like almost segment segments to your day and you have those rituals and those schedules or routines to help you continue to kind of move forward through the day. Um, and then I would, you know, if I had someone dropping off the kids for school or kinder or doing pickups, I would make sure that when my baby had a nap, I would do some yoga or I'd do something good for myself, like read or, you know, watch my favorite TV show or talk to a friend, or I had a whole list of things that made me feel good. And I would do those things, but having that schedule for me became something that really helped to shift me out of that space of anxiety and depression and just feeling really stuck, like stuck in mud, just really like I couldn't move forward with myself and with life. So the routine for me just really helped me mix things up. It helped me have a purpose other than, for myself, other than being a mum and a wife and a friend, but it, it gave me kind of just these, these little kind of tasks and little goals, mini goals, during the day just to get me back in the routine of that. And there were such simple goals like having a shower, putting clothes on, 
having breakfast, you know, doing yoga for myself, whatever they were, I just made them ritualistic during the day. And that just made so much difference to me. And the last one is to do things that light you up and bring you joy. So I started to really get back into things that filled me with energy. And one of those things was actually recording this podcast and starting this series, which I had wanted to for a few years. And I already started to record a few episodes um, just before I had my baby, number three. So they were sitting there ready to go. And then I fell into that space of the postnatal depression. And then as I was getting myself bringing myself out of it and supporting myself out of it through my routines and everything else that I was doing, I just heard the call, you need to do the podcast series. And it really gave me so much light. It gave me so much energy and it brought so much healing to me, sharing my stories with you all and receiving beautiful comments and emails on how it was supporting you. You know, having that act of service to the world for me is a big part of my sole purpose. It's a big part of what lights me up and it's a huge part of what energizes me and what I love to do. So for me, that's one of the big things that brings me joy is supporting others. And I wasn't ready to hold space for clients yet in, in the way of one-on-one sessions and women's circles and group sessions and things like that. I was ready to continue to record the podcast because I could do that in my own time. I would just flow with what was coming through me. I just allowed myself to channel the guidance or channel the stories I needed to share and the lessons and things like that. And every time I sat down at the microphone, I could have been feeling quite tired beforehand. And I would sit down and record. And after I'd finished recording, I would be buzzing with energy and all lit up inside. And for me, that's a massive thing that brings me joy. Also, playing with my kids brings me so much joy. So or even just sitting there and watching them play, sitting there with them, you know, in their space and in that space together and just watching them play. There's so many, so many different things that light me up. So coming up with a list of things that light you up and make you feel that way. Maybe it's connecting with a friend that makes you feel that way. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's playing an instrument. Maybe it's moving your body. I love bike riding. Bike riding gives me that. I love getting out there doing a nice big bike ride. It clears my head. It clears the energy stagnant energy out of my physical body it clears me emotionally as well and I often find I receive a lot of downloads and intuitive guidance when I'm riding my bike because I'm moving as well but yeah there's so many different things so coming up with a list for you of what lights you up and what brings you joy and what what gives you that boost in energy and that will actually give you some indicators to and can be the stepping stones to getting in deeper and understanding your soul purpose and our soul purpose I believe we have a soul purpose in every moment to honor what our soul is calling us, to heal what is rising within us, to be exactly who we are in that moment. That's our deeper soul purpose in every single moment. But when we're talking about soul purpose in terms of maybe some practices or things or gifts that we are here to give this world, that unfolds over time. That can unfold with starting to tune into the things that light you up and the things that bring you joy. So I just wanted to go over those things again, that those practices that I used. So the very first one was moving your body or exercising. The second one is sharing your thoughts or releasing your thoughts and connecting with other people. The third one is having some sort of schedule or routine to help you move through the day. And the fourth one is finding things that light you up and that bring you joy and doing that as often as often as you can. But yeah, I really hope that in my sharing of this story with you that there is something in here you know you're you're here listening to this for some reason and I don't believe that is 
by any chance an accident. I believe it is a, a synchronicity for some reason. You found this episode and you needed to listen to it for some reason. So I hope that something has resonated with you. I'm sending you all so much love and light at this time and always. And feel free to let me know to email me at info at stephdemetrius.com or come find me on Instagram at stephdemetrius. At the moment too, I am doing Instagram live. So come and join in. They are, at the moment, I'm doing three times a week. I'm doing one this Friday, which is tomorrow today as this gets released on the 3rd of April. And that will be at 12.15 p.m. Melbourne time. But if you are interested in joining me for some Insta Lives, I'm just doing channeled guidance and meditation. So whatever guidance needs to come through me and whatever meditation we need to do, that's what I'm doing in those sessions. So you can jump on my mailing list over at my website or on my, on my Instagram profile or come and have a look on my Instagram feed. You will see all the dates and times there for all of the current uh, gu- channeled guidance and meditation sessions that I am doing. And I hope you have a beautiful day, sending you so much love. Continue to stay curious about your intuition. Continue to go inward and use that as your guide, especially at the moment with everything that's going on. Try and spend more time going going inner and listening to that inner voice than all the external stuff going on, unless we absolutely need to listen to that for safety. But yeah, stay in tune with your souls and your heart. Look after yourselves and each other, and I will see you next week. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I look forward to continuing our journey together next episode. And remember to email me at info at if you have any questions about intuition that you would like answered or any topics you would like to hear more on. And if you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to share it with a friend and I would absolutely love it and I'd be so grateful if you feel called to write a five-star review on iTunes which allows more beautiful souls to find this podcast series. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.